Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. That was a very strong third period by the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. They unfortunately fall short in overtime, but they do pick up at least a point in back-to-back games. They cough up a two-goal lead. They come back from a two-goal deficit, but they do lose the first meeting against the Dallas Stars in overtime, 5-4 the final. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 10.30 tonight here on 720 WGN Radio. But let's quickly head on down to the American Airlines Center and bring in our pal Troy Murray. He was on the call with John Wideman tonight. Troy, kind of a little give and take with this game. You like the Hawks' start. You understood that their struggles this year has been a lot of holding on to a lead. They kind of showed their true colors in that regard. But a real strong third period for this team. And as much as we want to see a full 60-minute effort, they didn't give up on themselves in the final 20 minutes. And they really uh, seemed to gain some momentum that was just so self-induced. They, they made that all happen on their own. And that's a trait you'd like to see. Yeah, I thought they did an excellent job of what they needed to do in the third period. When you're chasing the score, you want to try and outplay the opposition. And and we've seen it so many times. The opposite has happened to the Blackhawks where they may be holding the lead and then all of a sudden that lead evaporates. But when you look at it, outshot the Dallas Stars 14-4. to in the third period, good indication of where that third period was played. So there was a lot of determination for this team. Down by one heading into the third period, a goal by Jamie Benn at the beginning, and all of a sudden you go, ah, here we go again. But no, they didn't give up. They worked hard, and boy, they battled you know, as hard as they could to get back into this game. Tyler Johnson gets the, the game tying goal after Dickinson came off the bench right at the tail end of a power play. So you look at a couple of plays in in this game that uh, made the difference. The Hawks were right there, and you get into the overtime, and it's kind of a crapshoot, and you never know what's going to happen. And you win some, you lose some. And Dallas had puck possession for the majority of that overtime, and you almost got it into a shootout, which would have been fun to see. But at the same time, I think you can take a lot of positives out of this third period, especially uh, the way that they battled hard and came back. Yeah, I definitely wanted to see a shootout with the types of weapons that the Hawks have in that regard. But if we're looking at individual performances, I know you really like Tyler Johnson's game. Obviously, Jason Dickinson just continues to roll. Uh, Lucas Reichel, I I think a a much-needed step forward for him tonight. He had the assist on Gutman's goal. He logged 16 minutes and 33 seconds, so it was nice to see him earning that playing time, even with maybe a, a forward down. Yeah, there was a couple little things, but everybody has a couple little things in their game that uh, you know needs to get cleaned up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I thought he was good. And when you, uh, Taylor Radish went down, you had to make some adjustments. So you know you're going to get some other guys involved in that ice time to fill that those spots. And I thought uh, you know Lucas Reichel earned the opportunity to play those 16 and a half minutes. He had one shot on goal, uh, but I, I thought that he he you know he he did a nice job of of. Um, Making Luke Richardson not sit him on the bench, yeah. and you know, and, and and that's a that's a positive that I'm I'm saying that you know when he was out there, it's just like okay, you know, he he deserves another shift. He's working hard. He's competing. Um, you know, he's still he's not a a heavy player, so he's got to learn how to battle harder a little a bit along the boards with players that are bigger than him in size. You know, you look at a guy like Gutman that you know he just competes so hard. It's tenacious. You like to see that a little bit more in Lucas Reichel to go along with his skill because you can you know that's something that you can work on and that's something mentally that you can prepare yourself to do uh, to win those battles. You don't have to run anybody 
over, but you can go in there and, and find a way to come out with a puck. Um, but I thought he was effective in this game. And, you know, when you get 16 and a half minutes, that means that the coach is liking what he's seeing. We won't know until Sunday, but I do kind of like how this sets up for the Hawks. They get they can chill in Dallas. They're going to stay in the same spot, same hotel room. They know their opponent that's coming up. and it, it almost feels like tonight was maybe a little bit of unfinished business left for them. They had a great comeback, but just fell short in overtime. you got to feel like they're going to be really eager in a couple of nights. Yeah, and I think they know what Dallas is all about, what yeah. they need to do. Their, their top line was dominant in this game, no question about it. you got to figure out how you can shut them down, and you don't have a Seth Jones to go out there and and again I, I talk about NHL experience and you know Seth Jones you know I mean he's got experience playing against the other team's top lines you you really don't see that in the Blackhawks defensive core right now because they've got so much inexperience back there and I'm not saying right or wrong good or bad but that's just a fact that you know when you have a guy that has as much experience playing against the other team's top players it makes a big difference in the key moments of the games and but you look at uh, you know, Alex Vlasic coming back into this game, plus three yeah. in this game. So, boy, he makes a statement. Uh, Connor Murphy, plus three. Jason Dickinson, plus three. You know, and 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 maybe they got a, a better matchup um, than, than Connor Bedard did. You know, if you if you look at it, I mean, I, if I'm a centerman and I'm looking at their lineup, hence Duchesne, Wyatt Johnson, who's, you know, 185 pounds, so he's not a big physical guy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything okay over there? Yeah, no, I just uh, any I, chair I, incidents I, or anything? No, no, way better than that. I was there was a little delivery from my little buddy Darren Pang that uh, dropped off in our, our booth here. Uh, I, I I I catch it. I catch the reference, and it's not a bite mark. I'm assuming. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well. What, what was your question again? Uh, Boy, no, I like, mean, you, you answered it. I, I need a lock on the door. I mean, everybody just comes in here. They bother us. And well, that's, just, that's what happens when you're as popular as Troy Murray. Everyone wants yeah, a piece. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what it is. All right, Troy. Well, no, it, 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 good stuff. Great comeback. Unfortunately, not the full two points tonight. But these are some better traits for this team that we want to start seeing in this right direction. Yeah. You know, you look at the faceoffs, and that was a concern in this game as well. 38%. They got to be a lot better than that. Connor Bedard lost 11 of 13, and Jason Dickinson lost 10 of 12. So, I mean, dominated in that area. And that, that's puck possession. And that's about 20, 15 to 20 seconds of shift that you're chasing the puck around. And, you know, they, they can change a lot of things around by, by having that possession right off the bat. So they need to work on that coming into the, the game on Sunday night. But if you look at the, the centermen as far as the, how well. Uh, they are in the face-off circle, and Dallas one of the better teams in the NHL. You know, you're just going to have to find. You're not going to get a matchup that's, uh, you know, in your favor. And, you know, Connor Bedard is probably going to see a whole lot of rope hints against uh, again on Sunday. So, you know, you got to figure out a way to to get some puck possession there and get Connor a little bit more involved in the game. Well, luckily the Hawks and their fans don't have to wait too long for a rematch against the Dallas Stars. Troy, we'll let you uh, uh, indulge in the gift from Darren Pang and, and rest up for the, for the I next n- game. I never said it was Darren Pang. Oh, I, I thought you did. But uh, Okay, no. I, did I? I, th- I, I don't. John's non-committal here. <laughs> He's... <laughs> Bill, the engineer, is not helping anything either. <laughs> All right, well, but it, it might have been my little my little buddy. Just a, a mystery gift from a mystery friend. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I said from the inside. From the inside. The, the call is coming from the inside. <laughs> All right, Troy. Great stuff. We'll uh, talk to you in a couple of nights. 
Look forward to it. All right, me too. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weidman on the call tonight as the Hawks fall to the Dallas Stars in overtime, 5-4 to four down in Texas. We are getting sound from the Blackhawks dressing room. Looks like Tyler Johnson chatted and uh, Jason Dickinson as well. So we'll hear from them when we come out on the other end of this break. Hawks fall to the Dallas Stars, 5-4. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. Come join us, 312-981-7200. You can call or you can text. We'll hear from Tyler Johnson and or Jason Dickinson when we come back. Blackhawks post. Game show 720 WGN. Tyler Johnson back to Kershev along the left boards to Korchinski high slot to Kershev top of the left circle he shoots chest save rebound score the Hawks have tied it with a power play goal it's Tyler Johnson's second of the night it's 4-4 with 2:36 left on the clock for regulation and we may be headed to overtime after all a power play goal for the Hawks has tied it at four. Great game by Tyler Johnson tonight. His second goal of the night, and that is his second multi-goal game of the season. That tied things up before Dallas would win it in overtime. Rope hints with the overtime game-winning goal, which also capped off his fifth career hat trick. His fourth career hat trick in the regular season. He does have a playoff hat trick in his career, and actually, that's his second hat trick against the Blackhawks. He had one last March on, uh, I think it was March 2nd. Yeah, March 2nd against the Hawks at the United Center last season. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 1030 tonight. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Uh, really quickly, Devin from Payless Hills chiming in saying, Gutman had a great game. He was all over the ice generating a lot of offense. Got to be in the conversation for player with the most heart tonight. Well, great call, Devin from Payless Hills. He is our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. Yeah, I thought Gutman had a great game. I thought he's, I honestly think that he's a guy that I'd like to see a lot of, and I'm not calling for uh, more of a decision from Luke Richardson on that. I just, I like the way he keeps plays alive. I like his tenacity to I mean, he just brings that fourth grinding line mentality, right? But he was also just very effective tonight. He scored the second goal of the game, getting a great feed from Lucas Reichel, uh, feeding Jason Dickinson on the game, on the goal that didn't necessarily qualify as a power play goal, but right at the last final seconds of it. He's, he's just got that hardworking mentality that the Hawks uh, could always use. So I... I Anytime I see Cole Gutman in the lineup, I'm definitely pleased with, and hopefully this will buy him some more time, some playing time and starting time uh, with the type of performance he had tonight. You just heard the goal by Tyler Johnson. He had, again, a two-goal night, the power play goal to tie things up in the third period. He also chatted with the media. Let's hear from number 90. I think we battled, so I think that part was good, but I think the structure, our discipline, I think could be a little bit better. I think we gave up too many on-man chances, on-man rushes, and we talked about that before the game, trying to clean that up, and I don't think we did that. So um, it's good that we got the point, but uh, I think we could be a lot better. Does it uh, feel odd the way they, they played the, the overtime, you know, just kind of a possession game? Um, were you guys, like, kind of surprised by that? I mean, I, I think that's how you should play. I, I know they brought 3-3 three and three to try to be exciting and everything, but through all the history that I've played in 3-3, three and three, it is possession. The more you can wear a team down, catch guys tired, that's when you get your uh, odd man opportunities. And 
you know, you really shouldn't uh, just take shots to take shots. I think three-on-three hockey, um, what everyone wants it to be, if you want to win it, you can't really play that way. So uh, they did what they needed to do to win, and, um, you know, I think we can take a page out of that and try to use it for ourselves a little bit more. We were just talking to Jason about this, but if it was up to you, would would you change it again? There's been talk of making another modification to prevent from backtracking so much? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that because you can't just have the guys keep playing uh, overtime forever just with the schedule and everything. Um, if you did a five-on-five five OT, you're not going to get a lot of goals. Uh, you can go directly to a shootout, but I don't really think a shootout should determine a lot of points either. So I I don't have an answer for that. I, I do wish they went to a 3-2-1 system, though. I think a regulation win should count more than a OT or a shootout win, but um, besides that, I don't know what you can really do. Shot clock? What's that? A shot clock? I don't know. I think you're just changing the game too much at that point. So it, maybe it's something you can mess around with. I know they talked about once you get in the ozone, you can't come back or whatever it is. But um, I think once you start doing too much, it gets away from the game of hockey. And, you know, I, I just think uh, the way it is, uh, teams have to adapt. And sometimes it does get exciting when you get those two-on-ones because when you get odd man rush one way, if a goalie makes a big save, you have a good chance going the other. So uh, you do get that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You guys had success on the road at the beginning of the season, but the last 10 games you haven't won. Is there anything different from the first half of the first half of the season, I guess? Um, I don't know. I think when you play on the road, you don't get your matchups. So you have to play a little bit more of a simple game, a little bit grittier, a little bit more just, uh, I don't know, barbaric game where you're just trying to get the bucks to the net and trying to go. So I think at the beginning of the season, I, I think um, guys were maybe a little bit more hungry to play that way just because, uh, you know, we we're just trying to establish ourselves and try to do things. So I think we can get back to that a little bit more. I actually thought today was a little bit better. We got some rebounds, got some shots, guys in front and that's what a road hockey is so uh, we just gotta do more of that really enjoy that conversation with tyler johnson in the media about possibly changing up three on three overtime hockey i pretty much agree with him on just about everything i like the three on three hockey i think it was a good move i think it implements just a, a different style for overtime to just induce some scoring but uh, it only lasts five minutes it's not how it rolls in the playoffs and you go to the shootout after I like all of that I do also like the idea of and they were kind of getting into it but it, it's hard to really describe over the air on the radio but the the thought process is when you cross the blue line and you get into the ozone with the puck. The idea is that that blue line then kind of gets removed and the ozone turns into uh, the first half of the neutral zone and the entire ozone. But you can't take the puck, I don't want to say the backcourt, but on the backside of the ice across the red line, you can't take it over center center ice because then it, it would turn into a face-off or, or maybe even a penalty. But but the idea is to to just keep sustained plays, keep sustained offense on one end of the ice. Now, I do think that tonight was just an extreme example of the way the Dallas Stars played over time. I, I think they're a very good team. They're a well-oiled machine, as Troy mentioned. They got a lot of depth offensively, so they can play that type of game, especially against an inexperienced team like the Hawks, and, and really use it to their benefit, which it seemed like really worked out tonight. Uh, and also, not to go on off on a tangent, but I, I really like Tyler Johnson's idea of 
changing the point system. I, I agree. I think a regulation win should matter more than an overtime win. And I think a 3-2-1 point system would make a lot more sense. And, uh, you know, I really don't care if it changes up records or anything like that because we have seen the way that they uh, record standings changed before. And, and you're looking at records from, you know, 20 years ago, and, and you got to take a second to kind of recalibrate what all the numbers mean because the records, the standings, records have changed. So I, I agree. I think a, a new point system giving more value to a regulation win would make a lot more sense in my eyes. That's just my opinion, though. We're going to hear from Jason Dickinson. Again, we're taking this post-game show up to 1030. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We'll get to a text from the Wells family when we come back. Blackhawks post-game show after a 5-4 overtime loss to Dallas on 720 WGN. Duchesne, top of the right circle, cuts to the slot, fires, glove, save made by Marazic. And he'll hold on. He stole a goal from Matt Duchesne right there. That's tonight's Save of the Game, sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. Another stellar night for Peter Morazic. He ends up finishing with 30 saves tonight, despite a 5-4 loss to the Dallas Stars. Giving up one power play goal and having a, a very good third period. Again, the Hawks outshot the Dallas Stars 14-4 to in that third period. Really strong push by them towards the end, but they do fall in overtime as they now move to 11-22-2 on the season. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, taking you up to 10-30 tonight after the overtime loss to the Dallas Stars. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. From our buddies, the Wells family. Hi, Joe. I'm digging the no-quit kids. They fought back but fell short. We'll get them Sunday night. Let's go, Hawks. Yeah, I do agree that the the setup for these two games against the Dallas Stars can work in the Hawks' favor. Now, listen, that's that doesn't mean anything's a gimme. We understand how difficult it is for this team to play a full 60 minutes, but... You play a hard-fought game against a good Dallas Stars team, you earn a point, you wait two nights in the same area and get a rematch on Sunday, and as Troy mentioned, you got to go up against a top line of the Dallas Stars that is pretty impressive, pretty lethal, but you get a better idea of what you're up against. And it, it almost feels like there's some unfinished business now for this team after the strong push that they had towards the end of the game where you get to overtime where anything can happen, but it did seem like the Stars really outplayed the Hawks in overtime. Uh, just really interested to see the Hawks' uh, response on Sunday. Let's also keep in mind Taylor Radish left after just a minute, not even, playing on the ice in the first period. Jared Tenorti had a pretty rough game and uh, didn't play that much in the third period. He might have only finished with one more shift. In that third period, he finished as a minus three tonight. But it's good to see Luke Richardson holding every player accountable. We talk so much about the limited time that Lucas Reichel has had uh, with his struggles this year, earning 16 minutes and 33 seconds of playing time tonight. But, you know, that that motive, that philosophy goes for every player. It's not just the young guys. It's the veterans like Jared Tenorti, who, again, had a rough game, didn't really earn much playing time in the third period, but that's just the way that Luke Richardson rolls. Jason Dickinson with another good game. He had a goal tonight and an assist. He was plus three, and he scored against his former team. Let's hear from the former Dallas star and Jason Dickinson. I thought we showed a lot of good uh, push. Um, we never quit. Uh, they scored that goal. In the third, and we could have packed it in and said, you know, we'll come back and get them Sunday. But I felt like we, we kept on it. We kept pushing. We kept trying. Uh, a lot of good looks on the power play. I felt like that 
uh, created momentum and some opportunities, and then obviously we were able to tie it up six on five. That feel good for you? Was it a power play? Oh, sorry. sorry, I thought you were done. <laughs> uh, sorry, thinking out loud. Um, yeah, it felt it good. It was a power play. It was right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it felt good. Like uh, great pass by Gutty to to find me there, and then TJ driving the net for the first goal, get a secondary. It's it's great, but you know, I'd love for us to get the win. Cutman's really been very active these last couple of games since he's been back up. What have you seen out of him? I feel like he's playing very determined, very uh, uh, hard-nosed getting to the net. Uh, he's finding the areas to create opportunities. Um, it's a hard league, um, especially as a young guy, to recognize those situations every night, and um, it takes getting used to. So uh, good for him that you know he took a couple games off and, and watched for a little bit, and maybe it helped him see the ice um, a little bit better when he came back. I think you guys have won on the road for 10 games. What, do you, what can you do at the beginning of the road or at the beginning of the season if you, if you guys were 4-4 four and four on the road? Can you, can you think of anything what's happened in the last 10 games? Or? Um, I don't know. That's a tough question. Um, there's a multitude of things that can happen. I guess on the road they get last change. They get the matchups they want. Um, little things like that can go a long way and ice time and the fatigue for certain guys and trying to shake up the matchups and trying to get guys away from certain guys um but i think road games it's all about playing simple and north get pucks north so simple to say but uh you stick to a game plan like that it's going to be close ones it's not always going to be uh pretty but uh you know more times than not if you play that way you're going to come out on the, the right end of it is it frustrating in overtime when a team's just regrouping over and over and over like that yeah absolutely um people have been talking about how to change it how to get away from just a possession game but honestly it's a very smart tactic you can wear down the three guys that are out there defending and uh create lanes for yourself and uh create offense that way I didn't feel like they had created much until their goal, really. like We had defended well, keeping them to the outside. We got good changes. Um, I think we could have taken a page out of their book when we did have the puck. Uh, we could have held on to it a little bit longer and created more uh, extended possession time ourselves. Would you change it if it was up to you? Uh, honestly, I don't think so because you change it one way and teams find another way to, to counter it. So, you know, it's the, we've got the... The devil that we know, right? Rather than the one we don't. So what, uh, what's the option when we do change it? Road or not, there are some little things that the Hawks just find themselves victim to against other teams. So, some of that is just playing with a lot of inexperience, relying on so many young guys. Some of that is missing so many of the longtime NHLers that they were supposed to rely on this year. And tonight, the Dallas Stars won from the faceoff dot 62 to 38%, and that was an improvement. I mean, the Hawks were at, I think, 25% after the first two periods. That was able, that allowed Dallas to just control a whole lot more and limit things for the Hawks offensively. Probably a big reason why you didn't see a lot of scoring chances by Connor Bedard tonight, uh, who finished as a minus three, nearly 24 minutes on the ice. He did have three shots on goal, uh, five shot attempts total. He did have one hit, but he didn't win his last two, or excuse me, he didn't win his two faceoffs until the third period. But uh, the Dallas Stars are a good team, and when you give them the puck a little bit more, 
you're setting themselves, you're allowing them to set themselves up for success. And uh, that's why I think you do have to give the Hawks a lot of credit for fighting back for two goals in that third period to tie things up and force overtime. One more break. When we come back, we'll hear from the head coach. We'll also get you set up for the next game against... A familiar opponent, the Dallas Stars. Blackhawks postgame show after a 5-4 loss to Dallas here on 720 WGN. And with less than eight seconds left in overtime, would have really liked to see the Hawks get their chances in a shootout. But as Josh Bogorod of Valley Sports Southwest just mentioned, Dallas takes the first of four meetings between the Hawks and the Stars down in American Airlines Center. That was our next game preview, which is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago. Would they do it right the first time? Yeah, these two teams match up once again on Sunday night, New Year's Eve, 7 o'clock puck drop, 6.30 pregame show. Uh, Really quickly from the text line from the 224 area code. Peter Mrazek allowed slash gave up five goals. How is that a stellar performance? What? What spelled W-A-T-T? Game, were you watching? And then he called me, or or she called me a not-so-nice word. Um, Okay, maybe stellar was the wrong adjective, but come on. If you really look at the five goals that were coughed up, Dallas did a very good job of making those goals scored. They're passing, they're setting up. The power play goal by Pavelski, by the way, the first goal that Dallas scored. Not much that Peter Mrazek can do in those situations. So, okay, maybe stellar, not the right type of adjective to be used, but uh, what game were you watching then? Let's hear what we can from Luke Richardson after last night's or this night's loss. No, we'll just have to see how he settles down. He just hurt something lower body, and uh, you know, hopefully he's okay, but uh, we'll check on him tomorrow. Seem like kind of roller coaster game, ups and downs. Yeah, I thought we started out really well, and uh, I, I think you know, obviously they pushed back. They had a really nice power play goal, but we killed off the next one. And um, the second period, we just had too much D zone time. I think we just backed off for some reason. We just played a little bit more uh, defensive, meaning not uh, you know attacking them uh, even in the D zone, and it just. You know, it's a big team that can skate, so that's not a good recipe for us. So I thought we rebounded really well uh, in the third. Even after them scoring that goal, I thought we were starting to come. And, uh, you know, we were pretty resilient at the end, and it was nice. Uh, you know, it was almost like two power play goals. Our power play did a really good job on, on uh, Dickinson's goal, and the guy just stepped out of the box. So he really was still five on four. And then I think that gave us uh, some good confidence to move the puck and shoot it on the next power play, and we got a, a big goal there. How do you teach a team to have that killer instinct where when you take a lead, you just keep pushing the whole way? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's you know, it's partly the other team's a good team and they come at you, but I think partly uh, uh, we let them have a little bit of room too. So it's just got to be, uh, um, you know, focus and uh, desire to play the same way for 60 minutes. And it's hard, but, uh, you know, you got to keep reminding them. And these are good examples. And I think uh, we got a point out of it tonight, but... Um, you know, if we could play like we did in the third period in the start of the first, uh, you're looking at two points in, in this league a lot of times. So we got to, you know, spell that out and make sure everybody it sinks in and uh, you learn your little little bit of lessons a- along the way uh, in each one of these games. So again, not only do the Hawks get a rematch against Dallas in just a couple of nights, but they played their best hockey in their last period. And I know that doesn't technically include overtime but their their best hockey was in the third period again out shooting Dallas 14 to 4 outscoring in that third period 2 to 1 so hopefully that can roll into Sunday night's matchup for the second game between the Hawks and the Dallas Stars nine games in the NHL tonight let's take a look around the league and we'll start in Ohio Justin Danforth ready to take the face off 
And Danforth wins it. Gets to Damon Severson. Down low. Johnny Gaudreau with a shot. And he scores. And I got two words for you. Game over. Bob McGilligan of 1460 Columbus AM. Johnny Gaudreau's seventh goal of the season. The overtime game winner against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Third matchup between those two teams in 15 days. There was another overtime game tonight. It was in Detroit. Who's going after? Who is that on our side? Is that the cricket? Brinkett and Yoshi. And they're going to fight. Do you believe this? Oh, look at this. Oh, my goodness. What the heck got that going? Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> that, yeah, Alex Debrinkit in a fight with Roman Yossi. Uh, that, that, that is the Detroit Red Wings... Um, uh, actually, excuse me, that was Ken Daniels of Valley Sports Detroit. Alex Dabrinka with a Gordie Howe hat trick tonight, though. A goal, a fight, and an assist as the Wings end up winning in overtime. Lucas Raymond is 11th goal of the season to take down the Nashville Predators 5-4. to Let's go to Florida. Rangers have really had a tough time clearing the zone in the first five minutes. Uh-oh. Big chance, save, and the rebound stop. Oh, quick. Well, another turnover. By the Rangers leads to this excellent save, and then that one turning over on his side and flicked up the leg to make the second save. Yeah, it was a kick save by Jonathan Quick now with the New York Rangers. If you haven't seen it, it's one of the coolest highlights of the night. Sam Rosen and Joe Micheletti of MSG Network. The Panthers do win that game, though, 4-3 to the final as the Rangers suffer just their ninth loss of the season. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help we had here back at the WGN studios, our production crew of Jack Heinrich and Alan Poppy. Our engineer was the captain, Brett Jackson. We also had some help from the tireless Krista Flores. Down at the American Airlines Center, John Weideman and Troy Murray had the call. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. Once again, the final score, Dallas 5, the Hawks 4 in overtime.